Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to There's No Place Like Terra, Stargate First Watch Rewatch Podcast. I am Nixie. And I'm Grace. And today we are going over season four, episode eight, The First Ones. The First Ones. I just now realized that Ones and Unas is the same word. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I didn't in my head put that together until you said it. <laughs> I was like, oh, I, I get that now. It's the, but my AKA the first was Unas. like, making friends. <laughs> Because I just kept thinking that Daniel's making friends. And in my head, I don't know why I sing it that way. I don't, I don't know if that exists somewhere out in the world. But if you guys know where that phrase is from, I just kept thinking, making friends. Mine is predator, but not. But sort of predator It's actually, my first note says predator? It's because of the green vision that yes. we see in, in yeah. the opener. It's kind of also, uh, and I do know um, uh, Peter DeLuise, um was heavily influenced by the movie Enemy Mine, um, which is one that I'm not overly, uh, like, I actually, I've heard of it. I haven't I actually that. seen it. It's Dennis Quaid and Louis Gossett Jr., who, you know, I enjoy both of them. Dennis Quaid is here. Lot. Yeah, nice. Uh, but... I haven't actually seen it. It was, what, 1984, 85? Um, well, we were little, so or non-existent, so that makes sense that we didn't de- see it. Depends on, yeah, it depends on when it was in 84. Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, it, it was. it's kind of basically the same thing, but on a different level. Ah. Same thing, but of different. Making friends. It's the same thing, but different. We're making friends. Sorry. I don't know where that's coming <laughs> from, guys. I have no idea. So this first <laughs> episode first aired August 18th, 2000. It is both written and directed by Peter DeLuise. <gasps> I didn't realize he wrote. Is oh, this yeah. the first one he writes? I think this is the first one he's written for this. He writes like, what is it, like six, seven, eight, something like that. Oh, cool. Um, I think he's written other things as well. I think because he's writing and directing it, I did not spot a Deloise cameo. Well, he's already got too many hands in the pot. I know. He's already got two. He can't. He's human. He can't take over even so more. So he only of the has show. two hands. He can't put a third hand when you're only. I mean, put he a can get in the pot. Okay. Listen, he can get another Deloise hand. That's it may true. not be a like, Peter Deloise hand. Somebody give me a Deloise hand. But there's extra Deloise hands. <laughs> a little bit, of, a little bit of Deloise hand in up in there. <laughs> we yep. used to cook, and uh, we had a dog. Uh, my friend Jen and I had a dog that was very large, a very large American bulldog slash pit bull mix, whatever you want to call it. Very large dog that was tall enough to get on the counters <laughs> and would like to get on the counters while we were cooking. So we're like, that one's got a little bit of dog foot in there. Yeah. A little bit of dog foot. It's, it's just seasoning. It's extra seasoning. I mean, if you're living in a house with a yeah, dog, dog fur is just you're a gonna seasoning gonna that's going to happen in every meal. <laughs> Hope it's you're not allergic to Deloise hand. Yeah, yeah, hope you're not allergic to that dog fur. Oh, there's it's a gonna dog be in your meal. No, it's I was waiting for Kaylee to bark on command. Yeah, she thankfully she does not know how to do that. She's busy yawning at us. She's bored. She's bored. <laughs> um. So the Shaka, who I'm just gonna call him Shaka. Okay. We kind of don't. He doesn't really get a name, but he keeps saying Shaka. <laughs> yeah. Just going to call him Shaka. Mm-hmm. Um, Tarzan. Yeah. We, we, the, the actor underneath the amazing prosthetic job. <gasps> yeah, I was wondering what that was. It's an actor we've seen before. It's Dion Johnston, who <gasps> played Captain Nielsen um, in, in the one, remember where there was like the fake SGT? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was Captain Nielsen, and then he was also Neonak in Jill and I's Memories before Whoa, we found out he too. was Apophis. Yeah. Holy moly. And um, apparently there's a reason Shaka sounds familiar if okay. you grew up watching Land of the Lost like I did on Saturday mornings. I did not. He was named after. Sh- yeah, he was named after apparently after Shaka. Or at least there's a there's a direct correlation. I was saying, isn't it also a Hawaiian word? It or is it be. Shaka with a, with a different, with a softer that sound? That part I don't know. I don't know, guys. I don't, I don't know, know Hawaiian. Don't know. Uh, but... I, I, Man, Land of the Lost was weird and bizarre, and I loved it. It was weird <laughs> kitsch. Um, 
Also, according to Peter in the commentary track, mm-hmm. Hawkins was named from the character in Predator, and there's oh. many other references in here from Predator. So basically, this is Predator, the Stargate episode. There's a lot, actually. Like if you if you, it, it's just <gasps> him. Oh my god, it's Alien versus Predator. It kind Get of it? is Alien. Get it? It's it's Alien. It's yeah. gold and it's an alien. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got real The first ones, aka Alien versus Predator. AKA the first ones. AKA Predator. AKA <laughs> the first one. friends. The first one us. <laughs> what is that? I just, what cracks me up is first ones is like just repeating a word. Yeah, I was like, that's redundant it's the and first, repetitive. It's the first first. It's repetitive and redundant. <laughs> the ones first. The first ones. The first is what? Okay. Anyways, we start Guys, with Daniel and Rothman. We've been out in the sun for a while, yeah. so yeah. So we start with Daniel and Rothman nerding out because apparently they both have a second doctorate in paleontology that we don't know about. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys, in case you didn't know, archaeology and paleontology are two separate it's not, disciplines. It's not the same. <laughs> Those are not the same things. Now, I would grant maybe you... Maybe double majored. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I would grant you that the actual act of, of having a dig site and uncovering things would... I would buy that. Yeah. As being the same. But then when he's, like, making all the calls based on the dorsal structure and blah, 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 I was like, no, you yeah. are an archaeologist. Yeah. You know people. I, I will grant you that you're very smart. Mm-hmm. Maybe his parents were something. Maybe one of his parents. Do we know? <laughs> Rothman or Daniel? Daniel. But we saw, well, both of his parents seemed like they were both, arche- I'm pretty sure they're just both archaeologists. That's true. Yeah, no, I think you are right. Yeah, maybe they're just both really good at, like, BSing each I other. I just kind of like how it was like, hey, both they're both in the dirt. Yeah. They're kind of the same thing, right? That's, uh, archaeologists yeah. Archaeologists and When you find things the in thing? the dirt, that's what it's called. That's what it's, it's yeah. It's find things in the dirtology. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're going to call them. <laughs> find things in the dirtology. It's like I don't expect. I'll give them name, guys. Like, I don't expect, like. Indiana a Jones. Digologist. They're digologists. They're I don't expect Indiana Jones to be able to, like, classify a dinosaur fossil he finds in the ground or <laughs> a saber-toothed tiger fossil to know yeah, if it's true. a saber-toothed tiger versus a regular well, you tiger. Know, maybe, you know, in his off time, he hunts. This is true. Maybe he does. <laughs> Extinct creatures. To be fair, like, if it was Lara Croft, I'd buy it. Yeah. Well, she, yeah. She, she'd hunt. Nathan Drake wouldn't mammoths. know either, but he'd be like, somebody tell me what this is. <laughs> Now, or I kill you. Because secretly, guys, Nathan Drake and Lara Croft are fucking serial killers. <laughs> they are. They go around I don't killing people think to that's get a treasures. Secret. No, but you never really consider it. Um, I've you considered don't consider, it. I mean, we know that they're they're lethal. They, they should be in jail. They should be in a hospital. <laughs> they should be in a mental institution. They kill entire villages worth yeah. of people. Yeah. To get artifacts. Yeah, 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 yeah. not okay. That's not okay. Anyways. I still love them. <laughs> Rothman names this particular Gould fossil Cleopatra. Or oh, gosh. Cleo. Yeah, I love how Daniel's like, you're so basic. Can you think of any other name? <laughs> uh, and then uh, Daniel's starting to come with some very quick theories, which I will give Rothman credit for. He calls Daniel out like oh, yeah. on how fast he's coming up with these theories. Yeah. That the gold evolved millions, you know, more than millions of years ago in water before ever taking hosts. Mm-hmm. Um, on, although they do think it's significant, there's no knack with any of these fossils. They're mm-hmm. not really sure what to make of it yet. Yeah. Um, and again, that to me, accurate field assumptions. We obviously, there's something significant about not seeing this. But we don't know what it is. We're going to deal with that part later. Yeah. So as they get their SGC lackeys, uh, I'm sure they're ha- they're living it up because right now, because yeah. nerds rule this planet right now. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and the jocks get to do whatever the nerds Welcome say. Welcome to Nerd Planet, where Nerd Planet... <laughs> Nerdiness is the key. <laughs> so they uh, they get the lackeys to crate up Cleo, uh, and we see the whole group sort of the whole clearing and situation from the point of view of a predator in the woods, uh, which is the predator vision. Yes, the predator thing. Everyone goes about <laughs> their business. Uh, our predator is still out watching from the woods, yes. and at one point he quickly runs up to an SG lackey, takes him down. And, like, as he's trying to fire at Mm -hmm. Creature. And then he knocks Daniel over as well. 
Daniel's unconscious just kind of drags Daniel away. He's like, I like this one. I take it. Yeah. This is mine now. This is mine now. End credits. <laughs> so back at the SGC, we have an off-world activation, and the rest of the rest of SG-1 is uh, there with Hammond. And I love how Sam is like, isn't Daniel with SG-11? Like, <laughs> if he's been gone for three weeks, possibly, wouldn't you know what team he's with? She'd have be you like, just been uh, in the lab for three weeks straight and lost track of you? anything? <laughs> yeah. It's like, one, there's a, well, because it's Sam, there could be many of you. It could be, that could be a theory. Or you'd be like, oh, Daniel's been gone for three weeks. I wondered why it was quiet. <laughs> What's going on? Like, I was really liking getting this much work done, but I was yeah. wondering. I mean, she does still have Jack around to be like, what are you doing? This is true. What's going on? This is What's true. That? What happens if I touch this? <laughs> Needless to say, we weren't supposed to hear from SG-11 uh, for two more days. Right. But a very haggard and uh, wheezing Rothman comes <laughs> through the gate. Uh, he's problems, having problems even talking with that inhaler. And he basically tells him everything that just happened in the yeah. in the teaser. Uh, and he thinks that an Unas took Daniel. Hmm. Jack's like, yeah, that's great. A ghoul with teeth and claws. And, like, hard to kill. Yeah. Uh, but both Sam and Teal clarify that Daniel thinks that P3X888 is a planet where the ghoul symbiotes originated from. So there might be just non-hosted Unas there. Right. And Jack's like, great. So it's just a big stinky monster? That's a huge... It's a yeah. huge difference. Yeah, except to me. not at all because except monster not. kill monster <laughs> kill monster save Daniel. <laughs> so they're heading gonna head on a rescue mission, and Jack mentions uh, even he. So this is the first time we see a P ninety, mm. which seems just like an incidental thing. But even Jack points out that they're gonna switch to a P ninety for this one. Oh. This becomes like their standard firearm. Okay, and for me, it's like part of the look. Oh. Like, it's part of the look. It, because it, I don't know if you notice at all when they switch, but it's a, a very unique profile. It's like a giant... I guess I didn't, but now I'm going to be Yeah, when you look at it, it. It's, yeah. it's like a giant rectangle. Like, it's oh. a very different look than a lot of sort of, you know, the guns that you Standard. see on these. Yeah. yeah, and these... So, when I picture Stargate, when I picture SG-1... These are the, the specific guns. specific guns, and I can't see a picture of one and not immediately assume Stargate's happening somewhere. See, I I think the guns are so not part of what I look at. And I, I don't know that I would have noticed without you telling me. But well, now I, will. I think once you look once at them, it. you'll notice that they look different. Yeah, now that they're um, in my frame of reference, and it's actually when that's one of the things that it's one of those subconscious things that I got so used of of being part of the look of the series Yeah. that when I come back to season one and they have something completely different I was like that's not their gun oh Why yeah the, that's not their gun why you not have gun so anyways they switch to the P90s and I mean they're no staff weapon they're no staff yeah. weapon this is yes so on the planet Daniel wakes up without his glasses mm. because I will give him this is a logical reason to not yeah. have your glasses they'll fall off um and yep that's a newness <laughs> and he just kind of pulls Daniel up because he has him tied. His yeah. hands are tied and he has him on a leash, basically. He's a little prisoner, yeah. Yeah. He's like Michonne with the zombies. And man, I will give Michael Shanks credit. First of all, mm. Michael Shanks is beyond fantastic in this episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But second of all, his hands are tied up this entire episode. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> and except for the few minutes at the end. His hands are tied up the entire episode. Yeah, that can't be fun. No. <laughs> so back well, in the- especially with the falls that he takes. I know. There. There's a lot of physical acting. There's a going lot of on. very realistic looking falls. Like there was one where he fell so far out of what I thought was the frame where I'm like, why did he fall way over there? But then I was like, no, that is where you would fall if you didn't yeah. have your hands. Yeah, you yeah, just yeah. Fell like because you have nothing to stop you yep. when you would normally stop you. So yeah. I'm like, I fall here now. This is where <laughs> this I go. Is where I live here. So in the gate room, they launched a UAV, and Jack gives mm-hmm. everyone their pep talk briefing slash yeah. briefing. There was a slash. <laughs> Don't go earlier. quietly into the night. <laughs> Something. Don't start me. On the, uh, don't start me on the Independence Day speech. <laughs> kind of wanted to. <laughs> I mean, today is not no longer going to be known as the Fourth of July. No, it's going to be known. Um, instead, it'll be the night as <laughs> the world cried out in one voice yeah. that we will not go quietly and. To the anyways, <laughs> so Rothman comes into the gate room. He's kind of upset that Jack never told him that they were leaving, and Jack's like, 
Yeah, I did that on purpose. Yeah. I, I really you, don't want to take I you. don't want you to come. Why are you... We're done with the digging things, yeah. digologist. Yeah. We are with the finding things now. And the fighty part. Yeah. We're the phytologists. Um, and they head out, and not Near after they name. all kind of just, like, brush back Rothman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On the other side, they secure the Stargate. The UAV is on, an, uh, is on like, automatic mode, autopilot, and on the search pattern. Uh, and they're not able to reach SG-11 or Daniel on the radio, and mm-hmm. they head out. Meanwhile, Shaka is, uh, you know, walking Daniel along. Yeah. Just... was his new pet. Yeah, it's his new pet. Well, taking him for a walk mm-hmm. around the block. Yeah, make sure he poops. Daniel gotta is... Gotta get the poop out of him. <laughs> Sorry, I just got a really weird Daniel is... I did too, (laughs) which is why I kind of paused. No, thank you. You're welcome, guys. Uh, But Daniel is tired. He needs rest. He just kind of, like, falls to the ground so he doesn't have to walk any further. Yeah, I'm done now. This is me now. And he tries to get Shaka to say rest. He's like, rest. (laughs) I'm like, you can keep repeating that word. I don't think it's going to mean anything to him. Yeah, it's like like when you speak loudly in English to someone that doesn't... Doesn't know English. Loud does not make easier to comprehend. Slower is not going to help either. They don't know what that word correlates to. Yeah. You use something else. How often has he said shaka in this episode? You still have no clue what the fuck shaka means. It's kind of like when you're playing Pictionary and you've already drawn. (laughs) You just keep pointing at it? Just keep pointing. It's like, it's not helping. It's not not helping. That is a circle with a spike on on it. it. It's raining on it now? Is that what it is? You're drawing rain? <laughs> well, they ran in one location. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so... Wait a break. Daniel pulls out his radio and tries to call for his team so that they can, you know, find Daniel and shoot Shaka. Uh, but as he stands up, Shaka hits the radio of his hand and then pulls him back to the ground, which apparently, again via the commentary Mm -hmm. it wasn't the radio that caused Shaka to react it was the stance it was like Daniel was getting up that makes sense it makes total sense because he wouldn't the radio wouldn't mean anything the radio means nothing to him yeah but the physical stance but the the trying to pretend dominance that's smart because you know it's just basic dominant rules it's the same it's the same pack rules as anything yeah and you can definitely tell when you get to the end like they live that clan where it lives on pack rules yep yeah. So, um, Daniel wonders if Shaka has any language at all. He assumes he's intelligent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he's made his bone necklace and some clothes. Yeah. Um, but, n- no, totally, we're going to keep walking, Dan. I like that. I like that, you know, even though his life is basically in danger and he's... Yeah, he's, he's still he's Daniel. Like, he's like, fuck, okay, I got to Daniel my way out of this. Okay, this thing is smart. I know it's smart because I like that he's constantly deducing information. Yeah. He's constantly just trying to adapt to the situation. But they're back on the road. and, and Kind of yeah. loving Daniel in this episode. Uh, Daniel's really great in this episode. <laughs> and uh, he's totally feeling refreshed and totally ready for another 10-mile walk. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no. Yeah. Somewhere else, Sam is telling Jack that she had briefly a strong RDF signal, but it's gone again. Mm. And it could be Daniel's radio, could be SG-11. It was it was a blip. It was there and it's gone again. Yeah. So Daniel has then led to some water, and we see it is a double moon planet. Daniel's exhausted again. He's just like fall, collapses to the ground. And then Shaka crouches down in order so he can take a dump. <laughs> yeah. That's what it's just. Yeah. And to meditate or concentrate on the dump. Yeah, well, you or, think your way through it. Yeah. And he's do quietly doing a chanting thing. <laughs> Again, I'm not unconvinced that this is not just him pooping. It's a poop chant. It's uh, <laughs> I'm make up a poop chant for myself. <laughs> It'll help. It'll help. On a different note, I did want to say, I like the subtle ways that they show us we're off-planet now. Yes. So, like, oh, here's a double moon. Here's yeah. a thing that's a random color that yeah, isn't yeah, normally yeah. color. But I do like that. I like the tiny little nods to it. It's like, let's not overreach on the things that let's aren't the most important Let's not make the whole part. thing purple. Right. Which right. we did on previous planet. Yes. Yeah. Or bright yellow and blue. and Yeah. And uh, while it is visually stunning, it kind of robs the story a yes. little, I feel. Like, it's just, it's just, just, just a distraction, yeah. Yeah. So quietly, Dana reaches for his recorder that's just to make some extra noise inside mm-hmm. of a plastic bag. Yeah. You're not on a... just wa- tempt fate a little. I was like, you're not on a water planet. What is your recorder yeah. doing in a plastic bag as Maybe if you're going to a water theme know. park? Yeah. Like- yeah. Well, because he is. After this, he's going down to the rapids at Disney. 
and he's a big fan of the, the slidey things too at whatever the water park is <laughs> yeah <laughs> slidey things know. okay the slidey things on the water parks guys that's a thing <laughs> I know words I'm good at them I have the best words <laughs> anyways as he's talking because he's he starts leaving like recording a message for anyone who might yes, find yeah. this recorder and as he's doing this Shaka just pauses and looks at him as if he is texting or talking <laughs> in a movie theater yeah that's true that's the best way he's like do you mind yeah he's like I am taking a dump yeah can I wow. have some quiet please yeah <laughs> so rude of you um and Dan Daniel then assumes that he is, you know, that he's met a juvenile Aboriginal Unas, uh, and Daniel is the evening meal yeah. tonight. Ta-da! Shaka growls at him, to which Daniel translates to "shut up." Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, yeah, pretty sure that's what. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. sure this mean. He's like, "See, we're communicating." There you go. Always find a silver lining. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and. You know, he tries to explain, like, I'm Daniel. Or is your name Shaka? Yeah. He's trying to figure out what Shaka means. He goes, is it the moons? Are they in alignment? Is it the moon chant? And Shaka's like, you're an idiot. Yeah. He goes... Yeah, that's kind of a dumb idea. I'm trying here. I'm trying. <laughs> I like how expressive somehow this actor manages oh, to be even under that suit. It's, it's also... A, I think like... Well, we'll get to that okay. again. But he's amazing in that suit. Well, it's not just him in the suit, but I have to give full credit because like I've made some prosthetics and stuff oh, before. Yeah. And mine were super small prosthetics. And it is hard to get them... So that they can be that expressive. Right, that's fair. Because yeah. sometimes they're just rubber mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's just a uh, uh, freaking Halloween. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like Myers, yeah. yeah. Um, and then Shaka gets visibly upset and anxious about the UAV that's flying overhead. Uh, and Daniel's actually able to calm him down here, and they have kind of a touching moment. Yeah, they become best they friends. Well, the communication. Well, you're the best of friends. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Sharing all my time. Let's get my okay, we're singing two different parts of the song. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's good. Good time. You just get through the song faster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Can I say that that's the film that traumatized me most Neither growing up? Neither one of you sees your natural. Sorry, that's the, that's the film. <laughs> it's more than bad. more than Bambi or anything else. Fox and the Hound. Like, yeah, it's not good. Was the scariest film it's when not I was a young child. It's it's terrible. It's a horrible film at the end. Don't show kids Fox yeah. and the Hound. Yeah. Anyways, um, so SG One is still searching through the woods, and they still can't reach SG Eleven on the radio. Mm-hmm. And apparently, the UAV would be out of fuel by now. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Short time. Ta-da. So Shaka lends Daniel pass some water, and Daniel's like, that, I need some of that, yeah. because I'm a water-based creature. Yeah, I need more water, please. And he goes to lean down to drink some, and Shaka's like, no, you're an idiot. You see how I'm miming getting water with my hands and bringing it up to my face? Pretend there's crocodiles in here. Yeah. Because basically there's little tiny crocodiles in baby here. Baby little baby things that are going to eat your face. Um, And Daniel's like, but my hands are tied. <laughs> and he's like, fine, I'll let go of your leash. He's like, Daniel's like, but can you untie me? No, I let go of no. your leash. Isn't that enough? And don't stick okay. your face in there. Don't stick your face in there. <laughs> um, And uh, so Danny reaches down, wipes his face off, gets a drink, and then Danny runs off. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta go, bye. Bye. It's like a terrible dog. It's like, yeah. no, no. I you, was like, oh. Oh, you uh, dropped my leash for 30 se- for like I'm five seconds. Leave you I'm forever. gone. <laughs> freedom! <laughs> so, um. is a freedom! I feel like yelling that anytime Stormy runs for it. Anytime Stormy Boy. Run for I go, Dobby is a free elf! <laughs> uh, SG-1 arrives at the camp. Um, and I'll give it, man. This camp is a distance away from the gate. Yeah. Uh, but they arrive at the camp and they start checking it out. Yeah, as we learned from, like, the three hours that it took yes. us to get to it. Yeah. And so Daniel runs into a clearing. Um And Shaka is not far behind him, which I'm pretty sure is the exact clearing he just left from, but... I could be wrong, yeah. but they look very close. <laughs> uh, Shaka isn't far behind him. Daniel sort of backs up into the water, and then we see from the Jaws piranha point of view something <laughs> in the water. Gold! And, uh, <laughs> sorry. Knock, knock. Who is it? 
Land shark. <laughs> Land gold. Uh, so Daniel, Daniel then just hits the water and you start swimming with his like, I mean, seriously, uh, give him credit. It's hard to swim when your hands are tied together. Yeah. Yeah. But he swims to the other side. You're doing a lot of just kind of slashing at the water yeah, yeah. with your hands in front of you. Um, but Shaka is afraid of the water. He won't go in. So instead, he just goes around to the other side. <laughs> yeah. And waits for Daniel yeah. on the other side. Uh, somehow he's smarter than Daniel. And Daniel's like, fuck, right. then I'm just going to stay in the water. And um, that's not a good idea. No. Because then something starts swimming up very quickly. And Daniel's like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck, I gotta get out of the water. Just kidding, I'm not saying in the water. water. <laughs> and then it swims up to him and then launches itself through the air yeah. at Daniel. Shaka just catches the gold, uh-huh. rips it in half, and then wipes some of its blue blood paint burrito thing I all feel- <laughs> over Shock Daniel. I feel like that's the equivalent, again, we're gonna use the dog analogy, yeah. of taking a dog's nose yeah. and shoving it in its yeah. like poop pile. Yeah. It's like, this is why we don't go in the water. <laughs> this is what you did. Yeah, you did this. <laughs> and Shaka repeats Keika, which Daniel assumes means dead or danger. Yeah. And uh, Shaka's like, I'm done with this idiot. Like, Daniel goes to the water again, and Shaka's like, no, what did I just tell you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like. It really is. It's like having a puppy. The, yeah. It's like, what did I just tell you? You do yeah. not go to the water. Yeah. We go this way. You're an idiot. It's so funny I live you kill here. yourself. I know how to survive here. Follow me. <laughs> so we have a brief. Yes. Science growing Stargate. <gasps> Woohoo. As to uh where our babies come from. This is no. <laughs> that is not. That is not. But it's why uh why why blood have the colors it has. <laughs> I like that I said where our babies come from and then you say why blood have. We're not tired at all. We've spent a lot of time in the sun today. <laughs> Anyway, so I found this really great Nat Geo article about this. Um, and <laughs> Why our colors? <laughs> Why our sky blue? Um, so our blood yes. is red. It is. Because of iron-rich hemoglobin. False. <laughs> yes. True. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, that makes okay. sense. Iron rich, iron, iron rich hemoglobin, rust color. Yeah, is okay. why we have red blood. So there are species of octopus, the squid, crustaceans, uh-huh. uh, various species in that realm. They have blue blood. Yes. So theirs is caused from instead of hemoglobin as the protein that carries the oxygen around. Okay. They have, and I'm going to butcher these names, and pardon me to anyone who knows science and can pronounce these correctly, is hemocyanin? Cyanin. Hemocyanin. That looks right to me. Cyan being like the color blue. Yeah, which I'm assuming that's yeah. a correlation there. But there's high amounts of copper. Oh. Like if you ever get a rusted penny. Yes. It turns that color because the copper. Well, the fake uh, copper. I get it. Um... And so... It's not because all octopus, squid, and crustaceans are royalty. No. Okay. That's not That's not the Dang reason. Dang it. Um, okay. And so that's why the, these, they actually have blue. And I don't think it's quite the weird cerulean blue that the ghoul blood is, right. but... Yeah, that was like... It was teal. Yeah. Like it was, uh, yeah. Um, so apparently there's also the oscillated ice fish... Wow. Which doesn't have either hemoglobin or hemocyanin, so their blood is actually clear. That's kind of cool. Yeah, they get so cold water is naturally more oxygenated than warm water. It's okay. able to hold more oxygen, so they just literally just extract it straight from the water. Whoa, that's type cool. Thing. Yeah. So there's also the green-blooded skink, <laughs> which, as you guessed, has green blood. Oh, I was gonna go with purple. <laughs> It's coming up. Don't worry. There's purple blood coming up. Woo! Um, so there's two ways that creatures can have green blood. Okay. But these, this one is actually unique. So they have sort of a greenish tint to their blood. So a, a human's liver, and a lot of most mammals, break down, um, use hemoglobin in their mm. liver to do byproducts, which I'm not going to try to pronounce because that's just going to be bad. Okay. Um, but we anyways, these two byproducts, we excrete it. And usually when when we're not able to excrete it, and the back of that is what causes jaundice. Oh, and the, the yellowing. Yeah, the yellowing. Okay. So, but for some reason, these skinks love the high levels of this stuff. It okay. literally pumps through their blood. 
and it turns their I blood green tinted. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the current, they don't really know why. The current hypothesis for this is the high levels of them protect them against parasites and malaria. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, right yeah. There's also some worms that have, like, a lot of um, sea worms and stuff have green blood because they carry oxygen with chlorosuvirin. Chloro. Yeah, nope. That's not... Sorry, guys. I can't do that yep, one nope. either. Uh, and actually, it's very similar to hemoglobin. There's actually a very small allele, like, difference oh, in okay. there. But it's very similar, but it is different enough that it causes green blood. Um, and then some other worms, including the poorly named penis worm, <laughs> uses hemorrhythin. Hemorrhythin. Yeah, hemorrhythin. Thyrin, hemothyrin. And that actually causes their blood to be purple. Oh. Now, how do I get glitter-colored blood? Because <laughs> glitter is a color. <laughs> glitter is a color. I do not know what protein causes that, though. <laughs> yeah. um, and that's, like, a lot of these other ones aren't as effective as hemoglobin. Oh, okay. Uh, they're just more suited to these specific environments. So right. basically, what causes your blood to be different colors is for the most part the protein that carries the oxygen. Yeah. And it seems like most of these animals that don't have red blood are aquatic. A lot like of them, like yeah. They're not yeah, yeah, land based yeah. animals. This the skink is, um, but but yeah. Mm. Um well I think that's a it's a reptile, so I oh, think gotcha. it goes back and forth. They work a little differently. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, and no your your blood does not actually turn blue when it is low on oxygen. It's just <laughs> darker. Yeah. Uh your blood is always red. Yeah. Just and as yeah, I actually have seen like darker blood yeah. come out. It's like, well that's not And good. if you watch it it quickly turns red again. Yeah. Yeah. Because it gets the oxygen it gets the hit of oxygen, it turns bright red again. Yeah. Um, but a lot of these ones that are, like, uh, especially the ones that are, like, purple and stuff, they, when they are low on oxygen, turn clear or something oh, more transparent, wow. and yeah. they get their color when they get the oxygen. That's cool. Yeah, it's kind of cool. So back at the camp. Yes. They head to the spot where Loder was killed, um, and apparently Loder, I think Loder, if I remember correctly, is the surname of Peter DeLuise's then-girlfriend. Oh. That we saw a couple episodes ago. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. Um, and Major Griff, who looks a lot like Kurt Russell. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. I kept thinking that was Kurt Russell. I'm like, yeah. I know it's not, but it looks a it lot looks a like lot Kurt like Russell. Kurt Russell. Holy uh, farts. He goes to investigate, you know, some of the, the dead bodies. Yes. And Jack questions Rothman about what happened when the attack happened. And Jack gets extremely annoyed at Rothman's lack of adequate answers. He was <laughs> yeah. like, why are you even here? Why are you, you so useless? Anything? Yeah. So Rothman doesn't think they did anything to provoke the attack. It was the same thing they've been doing at the dig for like three weeks. And mm-hmm. I was like, Daniel's been there for three weeks? Maybe he came later? Yeah. That's a long time. Mm, yeah. To not be... Anyway, there's a ton of shell casings all around. There's a ton of shots fired at the Unas. And we get our Indeed. <laughs> to can track it. Yes. Uh, meanwhile, they have found Hawkins. He was just out there, stunned, looking at nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rest of his men were attacked. There's a good chance they're all dead. Sam feels that, you know, tells him they've been trying to contact him for hours, and Hawkins goes to reach for his radio that isn't even there. He's yeah. clearly, at this point, it appears to be in heavy shock. Everyone can see it. And Jack, you know, tells him they can't swear anyone to take him back to the gate, so have to stick with them, and they move on out. Yeah. So now Shaka leads Daniel into the cave, and Shaka does pick up a branch as he heads in, though. Oh. End of that scene. It's a quick scene. <laughs> yeah. Teal'c is tracking, and Sam suggests they take a rest. Uh, Jack will take first rock watch, and we see something looking at Jack from the water again. Okay. Shaka makes a good-sized fire from that one piece of wood. I'm pretty that impressed. He, he, he well, he grabbed a duralog. Yeah, yeah, that's a duralog. <laughs> he grabbed a duralog in the way, and he's like, "Hey, you don't have to have any matches, do you?" Uh, okay, we'll figure it out. And he cooks up some Gould heads roasting on open fire. Mm. Yummy. And tosses it to Daniel and picks up his own roasted gould tail and starts <laughs> nomming on it. Yeah. And, uh... Although we, I imagine, would it be kind of, like, lobstery or shrimpy? I have no clue. I'm gonna say gould is probably shrimpy. Here, I, I still don't know if I could eat that. Hmm. If you didn't tell me what it was, I might. Looking at the head that he threw Daniel? He knew what it was. 
Let's just, okay, if you gave me the tail. Let's, yeah, like, that's what I mean. Like, if you just put these tails, I'd be like, yeah. Well, this is some interesting fish. If you, yeah, if you gave me the tail and didn't tell me, maybe. Yeah. Don't throw the head at me no. that has these four pronged spikes like, sticking out ah, of it. It's like looking at you. Yeah. It's going, please don't eat me. Now, listen, I, I do like adventuring in food. And I've tr- there, I, there's very few things that you have been put in front of me that I haven't tried. Uh-huh. I can't do anything. Look, I ha- can't. Face. I can't do face. I, I can't do a whole fish. I could do a fish face. I can't. I probably couldn't do, like, the eyeballs of some other creature. Not that that's a thing. Or maybe it is. You but, can. There, there oh is. Oh, gosh. But yeah. I could do fish face. No. Nope. I could do a little fish face. No. Only because anytime I've eaten a whole fish, it's been deep fried. Yeah. So you can't really tell. It doesn't know, but I know it's there. And <laughs> staring at me it's and delicious. judging me. And- <laughs> Anyway, we do learn that non means eat, um, and <laughs> and if Daniel is the main course, he would yeah. rather Shaka fill up an appetizers, yeah, and tosses the head on the floor, and then Shaka picks it up and throws it back to Daniel, yeah, and then Daniel throws it back to Shaka, and they go back and forth for a while, and it's <laughs> yeah. this really cute little scene, uh, and then oops, oh, sorry, it fell into the fire, game no, over. Now, can't, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Bummer. Shaka's clearly, if you watch him again, like a puppy, he's like, oh. Yeah, it's the worst. It's it's, but it it's weird how oddly safe yeah. Daniel is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like this thing will eat you because it's supposed to, but it's not so much that it's got this weird drive to eat you. Yeah. yeah. And instead, Daniel pulls out what looks like a cliff bar, and <laughs> uh, Shaka sort of puts his nose up to it. Ka. And Daniel tells him, now don't say con until you try it. Yeah. <laughs> and eventually Shaka takes it and Daniel teaches him to say, mmm. <laughs> yeah. And Daniel points out that this is how he met his father-in-law. Yeah. Which is very true. Yeah. And he's like, also, do you have any daughters? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm in, I'm in the, the looks for a new wife. Yeah. Do I'm on the market. Yeah, I'm here to hand out cliff bars and look for wives, and I'm all out of cliff bars. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for this scene alone, I'm pretty sure Michael Shanks gets the Terror Award. Yeah, I was gonna go. For I think this it's, episode. It's, I think it might be a shared award between. Oh, him yeah, for and Dion. The, yeah, yeah, because Dion and Michael. This is where we start seeing these expressions, yeah. even more so in one of the last scenes. Oh, which yeah. we'll get to. But just, you can see expression in these faces. Like, yeah. you're very endeared to this creature. I hear you. There's also something weird. I, I don't know if you felt this, but something about the the way these prosthetics were made reminded me of, and I cannot remember the name of the race, but in Doctor Who, the race that lives inside the Earth. Oh, is it the Silurians? I think so. I can't remember. I just can't remember it's what ma- they are. Madam, Madam yes. Vistaria. I think it's the Silurians. <laughs> we'll look, have to figure it out. You look I will up. look it up. Yeah. Uh, as the rest at, at the team's camp, Jack calls out to Rothman at night. Like, he wakes him up. He's like, Rothman, you awake? You awake? Can I talk? <laughs> and he was wondering if no, Rothman noticed anything weird. Or different, or odd about Hawkins, or, and or Rothman's no. like, "You just woke me up. Why are you asking Silurians, me questions?" Yeah, Silurians? Silurians, Yeah, I was right. Woo-hoo. So, um, Sam is listening to all of this, uh, and Rothman's like, "Well, he seems like Hawkins. Like that's just the way he is." Yeah. But I'm like the last person to ask because people aren't my thing. Fossils, yeah, I can tell you what the fossil had for breakfast. Don't ask yeah. me about people. I like that. Like, his job is not people, but I'm like, isn't that almost exactly what you're supposed to be doing? Well, again, that depends. Is he a paleontologist or is he an archaeologist? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Because if he's an archaeologist, yeah. But if he's a paleontologist, no. Like, what is yeah. he? I give, you know, that's kind of what, like, Daniel's key job is. Yeah. He's the guy that can communicate. He's the ambassador, yeah. the communicator, the, the, hey, I will I will make friends with things. Thank goodness that uh, What's-His-Face wasn't with the crew for very long because he would have been awful. He would have been horrible. Awful. Also. These yeah. guys, you, we would have never made friends anywhere. Nope. It would have been up to Jack and it would have been pissed off half of them. Yeah. We would have made friends with some but then pissed off the other half. Yep. And that's, by the way, when we see Hawkins' eyes open and then glow. Yeah. That's good things. So back in the cave, Daniel is admiring the paintings on the walls and talks into his recorder, the findings again. Mm-hmm. From the pictographs, he can tell that the Unas have a comprehension of what the ghoul are and that, you know, the symbiote and host-taking thing. And that's, you know, the the ones that were taken over probably left through the Stargate. Yes. He wonders why they didn't all leave. 
Um, and he, he wonders from if the bone necklace that Shaka wears has something to do with protecting their necks. Mm-hmm. Probably. Oh, yeah. That would make sense. Yeah. It's not really more about ornamentation. It's yeah. about protection. Yeah. Um, and from the paintings, he thinks he understands now. He's in the middle of Shaka's rite of passage. Like oh. when a Maasai warrior has to kill a lion to start the process to be recognized as an adult. Hmm. Um, and that's when he turns and fights Shaka right behind him. Yeah. It's like, bro, personal space. Right behind him. And Daniel gets pushed against the wall, and Shaka scratches his claw against Daniel's cheek, drawing blood, which he then uses to mark a figure of a captive on the wall. And Daniel's like, pretty sure I've just been marked for death. This is where I die now. Uh, Back at the water, Teal'c is pondering life. Yeah, well, because that's Teal'c does. And uh, that's when Sam's like, we're moving out. Let's go. (laughs) Teal'c turns his back to the water, and we see a symbiote swimming up. It yeah. starts flying through the air, and Teal'c just takes a blind shot behind like him and shoots him Because he's a badass out of hell. Like, I wait for... I, I almost want him to take his staff and, like, blow the top. Like I know. It's a gun. <laughs> like, it's a smoking gun. Yeah. And he'd be like, yeah, what? No because big deal. Because he's Teal'c, and yeah. he's awesome. <laughs> and Teal'c tells the others, who have come running at the noise, to come no closer and to lower their weapons. Mm. One or more of them may have become host to a ghoul. Mm. Seems like, I'm not sensing anything. Um, and, you know, my, I myself haven't been compromised. Which they allude to later, yeah. the reason that she can't sense anything most likely is because there's no Nakwada right, in right. any of it's these gold. And there's something with the Nakwada that helps yeah. detect. But the waters are filled with, you know, these these gold mm-hmm. and I love that they're going after the dead ghoul in the water like piranhas. Yeah, they're just, you know, they're, they're just like desperate for barrel. food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll eat whatever they can get. Uh Rothman would know if he had a snake in his head, which is just what someone with a snake right. in their head would say. Yeah. Uh, and Teal'c's like, everyone just put your weapons down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Teal'c's the only person there that can't be taken as a host. He's That's the true. only one that they know for a fact is not a host now. So Sam agrees it's the logical thing to assume, you know, anyone can be. So they give up their weapons. Jack agrees, tells everyone else to follow suit. Griff is like, um, you know, you can't just go on your own and bring Daniel back. And Teal'c's like, Watch me. He's like, Liam Neeson's got nothing on me. (laughs) I taught him how to make phone calls, (laughs) telling people about the special skills he has, and rescue daughters from France. (laughs) So don't tell me that I can't go get Dan. (laughs) Jack radios the guys at the gate uh, and tells them the situation Mm -hmm. and that, like, everyone here is being restrained. Teal's going on alone. Teal's like hands throws the restraints to Jack. He goes, "You tie everyone up, and I'm going to tie you up." Mm-hmm. And he wordlessly communicates to Jack with his eyes. Yeah, <laughs> that's one of those where it's like I'm telling you a thing, and then Jack's like, "A hot dog does sound good right now." Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "That's what's going through his head, basically." Yeah. Um. So Daniel wakes up in the cave. Shaka's still sleeping. Daniel picks up a huge, large rock, intending to smash Shaka's head in to escape. Mm-hmm. And even assuming he's, like, he he fully assumes and knows he's going to be dinner. And yeah. yet he still can't kill Shaka. I kind of love that. I know. It makes me very happy. Every Like, everyone else on that team would have killed Shaka without yeah. any thought. Yeah. Everyone else would have killed Shaka. But Daniel's like... Ah, oh, you're a being Can't. with a well. It's it's a live thinking, intelligent mm-hmm. being that essentially saved you, even though it's going to eat you. Yeah, to some degree, it saved you. Yeah. And he he puts the rock down loud enough to wake Shaka up. <laughs> and yeah. then he notices Shaka's bleeding, and Daniel's like, "I can help you. Yeah, but you have to trust me." Yikes. So, Tilk finishes zip-tying up Jack, and Jack is telling him, you know, it's got to be Hawkins. Mm-hmm. Hawkins has got to be the guy. And Tilk's like, trust me. And and, and yeah. I think my favorite two lines of the thing, and, and Jack's like, but what if I'm not O'Neal? He goes, <laughs> then, I ta- was, then I wasn't talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> I love the simplicity of it, yeah. and it's like, well, then it all just makes perfect sense yeah. anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So leave me alone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you're, if you're it was a lot like talking to a four-year-old. Yeah. But I don't want to, then you don't. Then you don't then have you to. Won't. You yeah. don't have to. The end. 
So Teal'c heads off and Griff hates this whole thing. Sam's like, just shut up and trust Teal'c. Like, none of us like the situation. Yeah. Uh, and Hawkins just looks pissed. <laughs> so Daniel's using tweezers to get a small, what I'm assuming is bullet, out mm. of Shaka's arm wrist thing, hand. Yes, yeah. Uh, and, and Daniel asks who knows the story of Androcles and the lion. <laughs> yeah. So just in case you don't know the story of Androcles well, and the lion. I just love that he's like, hey, maybe, uh, you person from a whole nother planet that has never, doesn't speak yeah. our language. Do you know this folktale? <laughs> I don't imagine you would. Let me tell you it. Let me tell you the story Except of my Nick people. going to tell it to us. Yeah. Uh, well, it's a version of it. Yeah. But I know the one about the, it's the mouse and the lion is the one I know. It's like an Aesop's fable this version. This is not that one. Yeah. Okay. So, Anticles and the Lion is like a folktale. Uh, it it later appealed in the Middle Ages, like a variation of the the Shepherd and the Lion. Mm. But this was like in you know Roman era, right? And the basic story is Androcles is a runaway slave in Africa, and he takes shelter in a cave, which turns out to have a wounded lion in it. Oh. So Androcles takes this large thorn out of the lion's paw, and long story short, they become friends, basically. Mm -hmm. So years later, Androcles uh, comes back into town and is caught. Mm -hmm. And since he is a runaway slave, is sent to Rome, and he's thrown into the Circus Maximus to be killed by wild animals for sport because you're a runaway slave and are now... That's what we do in Rome, in ancient Um, Rome. The lion turns out to be the same lion from the cave. And, you know, since they're friends, Androcles isn't killed. Yeah. And because everyone is stunned that, you know, uh, the turn of events, he's actually, Androcles is actually set free. Oh, cool. Because of, like... The lion wouldn't kill you, and yeah, blah, blah, then blah. there must be something important about exactly. You. Um, so, in 1912, George Bernard Shaw wrote a play based on this called Androcles and the Lion, and mm. the story um, takes it the the sort of the parable, the story a lot further, oh. and it ends up having this really interesting view of like Christianity and skepticism and hypocrisy within the church. It's actually, I highly recommend it. Um, it is, uh, it's a very good play. There's a reason it continues to be performed. Interesting. I'll have to check into that. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's George Bernard Shaw. Right. That can't right. be anything yeah. bad there. <laughs> um, so yeah, Angelique's in line. It's basically a, a two sentence story. Right. It's a guy who saved guy the saved lion. Guy saved the lion and then the lion saved him. Lion doesn't kill man. Yeah. I always think of the, li- I kept thinking of the, it is, I think it's the lion and the mouse. And it's an Aesop's fable. Yeah, where uh, like the 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 mouse pulls a thorn from the lion. And actually, what's that? What came from this? Oh, gotcha. Yeah, the the version of that became an Aesop fable. So a lot of people sort of associate Androcles and the Lion with with Aesop's fables, but really it's like a takeoff of this one. Interesting. It's, a, it's a bastardization <gasps> of the story. No, Good to know. I know. I just like Modification. I just yeah. like the word bastardization. <laughs> so anyways, Daniel tries to tell him that they don't have to be enemies. He mm. Daniel just wants to go home. Yeah. Uh, he... Daniel phone home and then he like shows him his glowing red heart yep. and then he they touch fingers. No, yep. I'm just kidding. Yep. <laughs> uh, and then Shaka puts on his red hoodie <laughs> and puts it on Daniel. They ride in a bike <laughs> with Daniel in the basket. <laughs> um, I want to see that now. <laughs> he he doesn't want to remind Shaka that he did just pass up a chance to kill him. Yeah. You know, mind you, the whole time we don't actually know what Shaka means. Mm-hmm. Um and Daniel keeps asking what Shaka means. Yeah. Which I kind of like as an ongoing thing in yeah. this. Uh, and and Shaka just pulls Daniel ropes and Daniel's like, I just I just wanna be yeah. let go. Let me go home. Yeah. And Daniel picks up a piece of charcoal as he gets up and quickly writes a message on the wall before they walk further into the cave system. Mm-hmm. So back where the team is tied up, Rothman thinks that this is ridiculous. Right. Hawkins just wants to know, like, which one of you is it? And Jack's like, yeah, anyone with a snake in their hands, in their heads, raise their hands. <laughs> That'll work. So Hawkins raises his hands and breaks free. <laughs> and his eyes glow. It is I! <laughs> um, Shit, this was a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. And Jack calls out for Teal'c. Teal'c! Yeah, save us, please. Teal'c! And Hawkins walks over and slowly picks up a weapon from the center pile. And at that point, Teal'c finally emerges and shoots Hawkins in the back. Mm-hmm. And he goes down. 
So Tails just comes over and frees Jack. Jack's like, took you long enough? Yeah. He's like, well, I had to make sure, you know, there's only one Gould. And he knew, Tealk knew smartly that mm-hmm. any Gould would be strong enough to break free himself. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, and Tealk goes down the row and cuts everyone's bindings. But when he reaches Rothman, however, <laughs> Rothman's bindings are already broken. And his wrist is cut where he was struggling with them. So Rothman's eyes quickly grow glow. He lunges at Teal'c, knocking him over, taking his staff weapon. He fires, hits Griff in the shoulder. Jap grabs his gun, takes Rothman down in a flare of bullets. Uh, and Rothman... It is the end of Rothman! We knew you too little. And that's okay with us. <laughs> <laughs> Griff admits that it's just a flesh wound. He'll live. Yeah. Everyone is kind of just stunned at what just happened. It's weird. You know, it's Rothman's not a character I expected to die, but I was yeah. like... I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm totally okay with that. Yeah. Because he was, you know, he came back every now and then. And it's like, no, I'm totally okay with him being gone. <laughs> he, he is the good level of character where you keep these minor characters in the background for a bit in order to make a point when yes. you kill them all. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jack tells him to, you know, take Griff, head back to Stargate. Rothman could have been a ghoul the whole time. They never, mm-hmm. we, who knows? Right. I mean, that's true. He could have come back through the gate already, as well. Like, he could have been a ghoul since the start of this episode. That's true, yeah. In reality. That's true, yeah. Um, I do. Because, or else, why would have they taken Daniel only and not Daniel yeah. and Rothman? I kind of wonder if he was taken, like, on his way back to the gate. I don't know. Yeah, I think that could have happened, or I think it could have happened sometime before, but I don't know that they would have been smart enough to use him as bait. To but get that's what I'm saying. I like I that know. they just don't tell us, yeah, and yeah. it's an open question. Um, so Griff tells them to go find Daniel. They will stay and give them proper burial before they head back to the Stargate. And I was like, wouldn't you try to find a way to come back and bring the people back to Earth with right. proper burial? Yeah. yeah, maybe don't marry me off planet, please. Yeah, can we? Unless it's absolutely necessary. Yeah, can we take me home? Although maybe they can't because of the gold. Maybe, maybe there's some sort of weird quarantine situation. I don't know. But they will say, um, apparently when um, Jason, the actor plays Rothman, went to grab the staff weapon, he kept breaking the (gasps) prop. That's not good. He went through like three of them or something. Each one is like a couple thousand dollars. Thank God we're killing you off, dude, because you're costing us a lot. Also, I I can't help but pause here and think of the mindsets of especially Sam and Jack and Teal'c who are going after Daniel when there is, like, they, obviously they hope he's alive, and they yeah. assume they're going to sound fine alive, but, like, all evidence so far on this planet... Yeah, is that he's either a gold or he's dead. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, so the mindset of setting off now... Yeah, you're just kind of trying to retrieve a body. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, uh, not fun times. No. Yeah. So Shaka's leading Daniel further into the caves. Daniel's making, you know, marking his trail with the charcoal. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the team comes to the cave entrance. They are firm behind him, and they do notice a bit of Daniel blood on the wall. Oh, they left yeah. a little bit behind. And Tilk mentions that it's this way <laughs> after looking at Daniel's sign. Yeah. And Jack's like, you're good. I think we're going this way. Yeah. <laughs> Those high-end tracker skills. Yeah. Oh. A sign that says, this, this way. way. Uh, so now we are what clearly looks to be sort of main base camp for Shaka's people, his little clan. Daniel's like, look, I know we've had the start of a beautiful friendship, but, you know, I'm not really sure your folks are going to understand. And <laughs> a large shadow comes around the corner. I'm not really interested in marrying a <laughs> weird being that I can't tell what you are yet. <laughs> exactly. A large shadow comes around the corner, clearly the elf of the group, and even Shaka shrinks back a bit oh. at him. And the look that at Daniel... makes me a little sad. I know. The look at Daniel's face is, this is not, not going to end well. No. Uh, so the team is making their way back through the cave, and they hear growling, and they're like, we're close. I'm yeah. assuming that yeah. growl. Let's follow the growling. Yeah. That's probably Daniel, right? Growling? Daniel <laughs> yeah, probably. Sometimes. Probably. Yeah. So Shaka steps between the alpha and Daniel, begging for his life or telling him the story of what happened, saying he's smart, let's not eat him, <laughs> something the alpha does not want to hear. Something, yeah. Uh, and the rest of the team comes into the cave, and Daniel's like, don't shoot. Just hold a second. Pause. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Alpha calls out, and the rest of the clan sort of comes out from where they were hiding. Uh, and again, like, 
one tries to come after Daniel and Shaka drives him off. This part makes me so sad. And I don't know what it is. Something about this really breaks my heart. The fact that now Shaka has made friends with Daniel and now he's like, you're risking your own place yeah. in your tribe yeah. for this being you just met. Yeah. And in this type it's of... It's heartbreaking. I just can't quite place it. And, there, and you know, in this in this type of of sort of social structure, like if you yeah. get kicked out of this clan, you're, you're done. dead. You're you dead. You might as well be dead. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Daniel, you know, tries to explain to the team that I, he he's pretty sure this started as a rite of passage, and the Alpha was expecting Daniel to be handed over for a feast, and instead he's trying to bring Daniel maybe into the clan. <laughs> yeah. Sam's like, why? Yeah. Daniel's like, oh. But this they communicate. We're we're friends. And Jack's like, you're friends? Yeah. I think we have different definitions we, of friends. We braided each other's hair, yep. and then we exchange bracelets. Friendship, yeah. yeah. The bracelet is the key. It's yeah. friendship. It's, it's, yeah. You're actually friends, so you exchange bracelets. Absolutely. I mean, he is bringing him home to his house. He is. That's another good sign of, yeah. like, we're friends. Yeah. yeah. So Daniel thinks he's trying to tell the group that he's, you know, found Next something. Next he's going to show him his PS3. Oh, yeah. Because that's probably around the right time. Yeah. yeah maybe yeah, maybe PS2. Maybe PS2. So he's trying, he, Daniel thinks Shaka's trying to tell the group that he's found something good for them, but he doesn't really think that they're buying what Shaka is selling. Yeah, no kidding. So the alpha comes up to attack Daniel, and he and he puts his hands up and yells, Ka, Keika, or something like that. Yeah. And the Una stops, and Daniel's like, I think I asked him not to kill me. Yeah. Uh, and then the alpha just bats Shaka to the ground and goes after Daniel, who ducks, and Sam and Jack just open fire. Yeah, the... This is kind of a gamble on on Daniel's part. Yeah. Yes, I get that he's good. He's uh, linguistically, he can pick up things quickly. But you just yelled something mm-hmm. at someone that is real angry at you. Uh-huh. For all you know, you just told him to go fuck his mother. Exactly. But you did it. You so did we're it, here so now. Thank goodness. Then Sam and Jack are opening fire. Yeah. Uh, the alpha is slowed, not stopped, but weakened just enough for Shaka to go after him and attack. Shaka beats him down into the water, drowns him, and for a minute there, everyone is just quiet yeah, and not like, moving. Yeah, shit, now what happens? What yeah. the fuck just happens? And then Shaka lets out a roar. Daniel points out that he just became the alpha male. Yeah. And the rest of the clan backs away. Uh, Shaka comes up to Daniel and is able to actually say Daniel's name, oh. kind of, in a way, <laughs> yeah, as close as he's going to come, Yeah, and tries to lead Daniel, like, further into the cave, and yeah. Daniel's like, no, you come with me now. Yeah. I, I want to go home, my home, not your home, Yeah, and Shaka lets him go, and as Shaka walks away, he looks back over his shoulder wistfully, and we hear, I will remember you. Will you remember me? Um, I mean, we don't, but we should. We should. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And Daniel isn't really sure what it means, but he thinks he's just been invited back one day to find out. (laughs) Aww. Aww. This is a very sweet episode. Yeah. It's very sweet. I I enjoy it. I enjoy this one. I like that it's a Daniel episode. Yeah. Because it is mostly Daniel. Uh, My terror award goes to Shaka. Goes to the guy in that scene. Dion Johnstone. Thank you. Dion Johnstone gets gets the terror award from Grace. Um, but if you want, I'm totally cool with your idea um, also. Of splitting it? Yeah. So we can split it up. Uh. I like to split it just because it's that campfire scene. That's true. It's that campfire scene as a whole. Yeah. Um, so this does not go in my top five. I love the episode. Doesn't mm. go in my top five for season four. Interesting. Does it go in mine? It has to be that Watergate for you. It has to be that Watergate. Um, no. Okay. Nothing beats a Watergate for me. We do get to bump up to seven in Deeds, though. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. And we also got to hand out Terror Awards. And we get to hand out Terror Awards. Yeah. times. Yeah. No, I absolutely like this episode. I may come back and change my mind on my rankings. Okay. Something might get lost because of it, but um, I just like it. It feels like a nice little soft story. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I don't mean soft as in like a weak story. I mean soft yeah. as in like it touches the feels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It touches yeah. the feels a bit, so I dig it. Um. I like this. I like when Daniel's in his element. When he's his life depends on him figuring things out yeah. in his own Daniel way. Anyone else in that position may not have made it that far. No, probably yeah. not. No. Yeah. Jack in that situation would have been a very different storyline. Yeah, it would have been a lot of 
Trying to kill each other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Teal'c would have just killed the Unas. Um, and Teal- to Sam- be fair, Teal'c wouldn't have gotten taken because Teal'c would have taken him out when right, he came after yeah, him. would have been like, no, this never happened. End of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> Roll <laughs> credits. It would have been like a 30-second episode. <laughs> Where's Teal'c? I'm right here. Yeah. As he wipes his hands clean. Credits. Yeah. <laughs> I'm right here, guys. You didn't have to come look for me. I want to figure this out. There's a couple more over there. You want me to take them out? <laughs> and Sam. I love Sam, but I think she might have just gotten eaten. Um, she's very smart, but here's the thing. I don't okay. know that she's got I the... think Sam would have gotten to the campfire uh-huh. and would have smashed him with the rock. That's true. I do think she Sam would have smashed him with the rock. I do think Sam would have smashed Sam would have felt worse out of Jack and Teal smashing with the rock. Yeah, she would have actually regretted it. She would have that for a while, but she would have been like, but I'm alive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jack and Teal could give no yeah. fucks about smashing him with the rock. Yeah. They get, yeah, that's true. Because they're like, uh, well, he was trying to kill me. So therefore, therefore I, I smashed him with the rock. <laughs> I love this. I love that Daniel sees redeeming qualities in every creature. Yep. Um, so that's where I stand. My heart cool. is full. I dig it. Yay. Um, what's next? Next week, we're looking at Scorched Earth. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, it sounds very uh, cheery. And, yeah, no. It and sounds peppy. Like, yeah, like totally lighthearted. Yep. Easy thing. You know, not about, you know, uh, consequences. No, no, Or anything no, like no, that. No, 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 no. <laughs> Alrighty, so uh, you can find us on uh, the Twitters at Tara Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at There's No Place Like Tara. And you can email us at There's No Place Like Tara at gmail.com. And you can uh, like us or rate us and review us on iTunes or leave a comment on SoundCloud. That's always fun too. Yes. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Yes. And that's it, right? With uh, Scorched Earth. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Bye, guys. Bye.